Man of the year. Man of the year. Man of the year. Welcome to the number one friendship podcast in the country. I'm Matt Ritter. I'm Aaron Cairo. Guys, please check out manoftheyearpodcast.com for all of our merch. Go to YouTube to watch our beautiful faces. Uh, Cairo, I know you think I'm weird. I know you think I'm kind of a monster, but I think even this, you're going to be shocked by a new low. <laughs> so you make eggs, you cook it all. Uh, very, very, very little. Okay. So when you make eggs, right? How do you make eggs? I crack it on the pan and I put it into the pan and that's it. What do you do with the eggs? I I like sunny side up, so I kind of just like let it kind of simmer and that's it. No, I meant what do you do with the shells? I put them in the garbage disposal like a normal person, like everybody normal who lives in Los Angeles. I don't. You, you put them in your, in, your, in your omelet? Nope. I put them back in the case. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I'm going to try to guess. I'm going to get into how insane this is. I'm going to just try to guess why you would do this. One, because you forget, which would be very Ritterish of you. Two, I don't know. I don't know any possible reason. <laughs> so, I first of all, I just found out this was weird. Like, 44 years of life, nobody ever told me this was disgusting or weird. And I was at Jess's sister's house, and I did it there. And they were like, what the fuck are you doing you monster i'm like oh what do you mean they're like you put the used eggshells back in with unbroken eggs i'm like yeah like why i'm like well i got used to doing it in my house and i'll tell you why because the garbage isn't on the same wall as where i'm cooking so my 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 stove is not on the same wall as the garbage so i tried it a few times where like a normal person i would throw it out in the garbage but it would just end up getting yolk like on the floor or something you can never make fun of me ever again. This is, <laughs> this is way worse than anything I've ever done. Why? I still don't understand why it's such a big deal. To people. Do, you, do you peel an orange and put the peel back in the fridge? <laughs> no, but I'm putting it back inside a case. It's closed. It's not like you open the fridge and you see gross shells. Oh, so it's visually, it's, it's, it's pleasing. But, <laughs> I mean, you're just putting refuse back into the fridge. Also, you can't. Are they are they broken like in half? Yeah. Crystal, how does your wife, how does Jess even, I mean, we'll get to this part of the episode, but like the fact that you met Jess and found a woman who would, any other woman would, you would be, you wouldn't even be divorced, you'd be dead. I mean, when she met me, I was living on a floor. So the bar was set low. I guess, yeah. Wow, that's a pretty great strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I just thought you would appreciate me just, I don't know. Does anybody else do this? That's what I want to know from our listeners. No, why why can't you do now that you know it's not normal? Just put it on a paper towel and that's it. Just an extra step. I just Jess doesn't have a problem with it. I married the one woman who doesn't have a problem with it. I, you know what? I bet if we asked her with with uh, uh, on truth serum, she has a major problem with it. She's just picking her battles. Mm. You might be you might be right. She's literally walking on eggshells around you. She's literally walking on eggshells. Wow. You're a sociopath. Honestly, I friendship over. Wow. I, I, I want to, I'm wondering when this episode airs, how, how much shit I'm going to get. For this. You know, 
Like I, I really a lot. I mean, I, I want to bet they'd say over under. Yeah. Zero people say they do the same thing. Wow. You really think so, huh? At least I got one person who texts from their computer. You might be right. This may be one of those where it's just a zero, where I'm just alone. We're going to do a poll. We're going to do a poll on Instagram. Alone on Ritter Island. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it was so, you know what's so amazing to me is that it just, what does that make me that it never even occurred to me that this was unruly behavior? I mean, it makes you a monster. I mean, you're right. I mean, I guess in the scheme of the world, it's a pretty endearing monstrosity. Others that are not as endearing. Yes. Yes. That's (laughs) another episode, but um, it's interesting. Yeah. I was going to say it's interesting because, you know, you and I always discuss that like the, the amount of emails that we get that are not from men, but are from wives or girlfriends is, is pretty high talking about their partner. Now we haven't got their eggshell situation in an email. Everybody has one. Every wife has one. Every, every wife has an, an eggshell they're walking on. Yours is just literal. Yeah. I thought it would be a great way into the episode. My literal eggshells to their proverbial eggshells. Yeah, exactly. And, and look, I have a cool wife. I have a cool wife. She lets me, she lets me leave eggshells inside the case and she let us go to Sundance, which was cool. I don't know if you thought I was going to get the pass. Well, I want to talk also a little bit about that. You have to get permission to do stuff. I know you're going to say, when you have a family, you'll understand. It's assumed. It's assumed, but yes, it is nice that you, that she allowed you a grown man who doesn't know how to throw out eggs to go to Sundance. Well, when you have a child, yeah, you can't just go willy nilly. Like, Hey, it's Friday. Where, where are you? Oh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Park City. Uh, did you ask permission before you had a child? Um, I don't know. Does nothing seem to matter before then. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to finish what I was saying, just to make sense. The e- the emails that we get from wives are often asking us for help with their husbands because their husbands either don't have friends, don't hang out with their friends, don't do fun stuff with their friends, and only hang out with the wives. And so that was that's the jumping off point for this episode, which is like we want to actually speak directly to the female listeners, wives, girlfriends, as we call them, wags. And yes, we are inclusive. We could also include partners, husbands, and boyfriends and habs. But I think this will mostly be, you know, to the wag audience, how to help your husband or partner be a better friend. And they need help. And do they need help? Um so you know, your wife doesn't really need to do this because you're already an apex friend. You have a lot of friends. If anything, she's stopping you from doing more stuff. But that's a bit unusual. That and that surprised us when we started the pod. You talk about me myself or just the larger public? No, the larger population of of wags being like, why does why does my husband only hang out with me? Right. That. We originally thought it was going to be the wives holding their husbands back, but what we actually found is they're begging, begging for these guys to have friends at a certain age. I wanted to get into just quickly refresher. Maybe we have some new audience members for why men find themselves like this. Just a quick, how did we get here? Or men in 30, 35, 40 
are waking up and just being like, oh, I have nothing to do this weekend, honey. I'm just going to sit home. Like, do you have some thoughts on, you want to give us like a, a quick refresher to our audience on that? Yeah, of course. Men have taught to prioritize family, career, and, 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 and spouse. So they spend their 20s and 30s, you know, getting married, having kids, climbing the corporate ladder, and they figure, oh, my buddies will be there, you know, all good. And they don't water those friendships and they wake up when they're 40 and they have no friends. And I think there are the other things I just wanted to, this is just a bit of a quick refresher is that a lot of people move to new cities. So you don't have that same core group that you had. A lot of people move jobs a lot more than they used to. And even if they have a job, it's remote. Like I used to love my work friends. I don't really have any work friends anymore. It's not really a place the way it used to be. Also, just when you're in your 20s and 30s, everything revolves around social activities. It's baked into your life. And then as you get older, it stops getting baked in and you have to bake it in, right? And women tend to be better at that. And, you know, men just have sort of assumed the gender role of not doing that sort of planning. And then I think there's also the community part of it, right? I mean, I, I know I have a, a buddy who said, if you don't golf or gamble, I don't know how you have friends as an adult male. And so for a lot of these guys who are not golfing or at a some sort of community-based event, if they're not engaged in the community, there's just nothing. Can I ask you to do something which, you know, never gets anyone in trouble, which is speak for women everywhere, uh, which is why is it important for wives and girlfriends to have a partner who has a healthy social life, has friends, et cetera? Well, first off, it's going to affect you if they don't, right? You, it's not in isolation. If your partner is struggling, you are going to be struggling. It's going to affect your relationship dynamic too. It's like, you know, when your partner is not feeling good about themselves, low self-esteem, depression, like that's hard on the relationship, first of all. But second of all, you should support your, the way that you support your partner's career ambitions, you should support their social ambitions because that's part of being their best self, right? And you want to be with somebody who's their best self, ideally. Um, and also it's a lot of pressure on you. If they don't have friends, it just adds a stream that frankly isn't fair to you that they're investing all that. I mean, you, you were the one who, you know, I forget who remind me who coined the phrase, oh, I said other significant other. I think people who have those healthy friendships in life, they have better relationships. Yeah. And I want to, I want to harp on that last point for a moment, because actually a lot of the emails we get, it's not like the husband is depressed or sad. He actually is quote fine with not having friends, but like then the, the, the wife, like, you know, you can't be everything to your partner. Right. I agree. If the husband says it, then he thinks he's speaking for his wife. Who's then emailing us like, no, actually right. not. Okay. No, no, you're not. Okay. I'm not okay. We're not okay with you being fine with not having any activities at all, ever. And, and by the way, I, I do, you know, we do like wife guys, guys who are really devoted to their wives and consider their wives their best friend. That's great. But you need to have a, if you're a man, you need to have a male friend, friends that you can talk to things that you can't always talk to your wife. There's, you know, and like they're, you not, they're, not, they're not mutual exclusive. Yeah, of they course. Are, you know what I'm saying? But like, I, of course, we we are very much, you know, about having healthy, first and foremost for me, my, my relationship with my wife is first and foremost. It's, you know, in its own universe from, from friendship. But I don't 
uh, I don't think, oh, I have to put everything in that one basket. And I think when you do that, you don't live this well-rounded life that we're talking about that leads to contentment or helps helps you live longer. You know, we're saving lives over here, baby. So how can we help our uh, WAG listeners help their husbands or boyfriends reconnect with their friends, make new friends, be better friends? So I was thinking of the sort of not obvious uh, things that you can do. Or maybe it is obvious, but maybe it's not obvious to the WAGs and the HABs that you could help planning those activities, that you could just volunteer to help plan those activities. I don't know that that's obvious. Do you think that's obvious to-, to What do you mean by those activities? Like a friend reunion, like a, a, like a going to Vegas trip, like a, a boy's trip, like a boy's dinner. You could- step up and you look, I, I know there's probably a lot of women going, why should I have to do that? Well, it's not that you have to, it's that I'm, I'm just offering a way to get to a better place because a lot of men just without sort of some sort of device or assistance from somebody else aren't going to do it on their own. And then you find yourself in this situation where they're lonely and it's affecting your relationship. So just to be clear in this scenario that you're talking about, the husband has friends, uh, Matt from school, but that he never sees. And we're saying basically plan a play date for your husband. I'm saying that. That's what I'm saying. I, I know this may be a hot take and maybe we'll get some hate of like, why should I have to do that? I'm not saying you have to. We're just, I'm just offering the outside observer's view that if you do that, he will build in and maybe then they'll start to do it and right? just give him a little booster, right? And then maybe he'll start planning the next one, you know? And then you go, okay. How do you like, how does a wife do that? Well, I think it's easier if you do it around ten pole dates or um, things that you know they have in common, right? If they like went out to a steakhouse, you know, one time, and your husband was talking about how much he loved that, you could just be like, "Well, why don't you do that monthly? I made a reservation for you next month. Why don't you go see if those guys are available?" And then you guys can start doing that as a monthly thing. What about wag to wag communication to set up a play date for mutual? Friends? I like that. I wouldn't yeah. be against that. But you have to know that your husband likes this other person and actually enjoys and wants to spend time with him. Because otherwise, it's the opposite effect, right? It's like we're talking about, hey, I don't want to just be stuck with a guy that my wife set me up with through her friend. Right. But in your scenario, how is the wife supposed to set up this play date if? She doesn't go direct. She's going to go directly to the other guy or just no, 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 no. with the wife. But I'm saying I'm talking about you, you need to know that your husband actually likes this guy. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, and, and that, of course, brings us to the second scenario, which is the husband who has no friends. Now, right. we have discussed many times in this pod that most people who say they don't have any friends actually do have friends. But let's take the scenario, Matt, that you just pitched where you guys have moved to a new town. Oftentimes, I've heard this anecdotally from all kinds of people, the women go out and they make friends immediately and the man is sitting at home. So now what does she do? So I was thinking, I give you a lot of credit for using fitness. I don't know if that you did it deliberately because it's way before this pod, it predates the pod, but the run club doesn't predate the pod or around the same time. I was just sort of thinking of, let me be definitive in my answers here. I think fitness is one of the easiest ways to do it. 
if you go to a new city. I've just been thinking a lot about this. Not that every one of our men, the listeners are going to be into fitness, but I do think they have an easier time making friends through physical activities. But I want to get more specific because we know, we know the, our tips for making friends, but this is a woman who's trying to encourage, like just saying fitness. Like, what do you mean? Like sign him up for the gym, make him go Sign him up for the gym, sign him up for the run club, sign him up. If he's been talking about doing a marathon, I assume you made some friends or had an opportunity to make some friends when you were preparing for the marathon. Most people well, do. You I didn't. didn't. You're I a weirdo. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, it's, I don't train for marathons. I just show you up that day. On, you missed out on a huge opportunity. Uh, I'm, I'll give you that. Um, by the way, not training for a marathon, still less weird than not throwing out your eggshells. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Now I'm like, man, am I going to get shit for this for the rest of my life? I wasn't I mean, sure. Disclose this one on the pod. I mean, the fact that you still are not on, like, still don't realize that. I mean, we have to post it on. Do it. Just to be clear, I still do it. You got to take a picture. We got to take a picture on Instagram. Yeah. I'll take a picture in my fridge. It's in my fridge right now. I find you disgusting. So <laughs> what do you think about how can WAGs model good behavior for their partners? So you mean vis-a-vis -vis their own relationships? Yeah. So is it about exploring how they, how they actually plan them? Would you say? Well, I'm like, saying my, yeah. you know, it's not just seeing them hanging out and being, you know, vulnerable and, communicative. I mean, I think it is, uh, demonstrating, Hey, you need to make an effort. Like, Hey, look, I joined the tennis club and that's how I met Sally. Yeah. Uh, you know, we make plans in advance. We don't wait to the last minute. Yeah. My wife's pretty good about that. Actually. I'll say now that we have a kid, which you wouldn't understand, um, <laughs> <laughs> we make plans, you know, I get a night, she gets a night. Right. Like tonight I'm going out with my writer's group, but last night she was going out with a friend who's leaving her company and they were having like a goodbye thing. And so she's very good at just kind of looking at the schedule and going, Hey, I'm going out with, you know, my friend, she just got engaged. We're celebrating that. Is there somebody you want to get together with this one night? We can get the nanny. So that's modeling. I would say, of, you know, sort of, good behaviors of like showing me how, it, you know, she's already has it planned out. So then it's like, okay, this is some of the things I'm doing. I'm trying to think of the logistics there. So she's going out. It feels like that would be a night where you should stay home. So that no, way, you don't need another night. She plans out another night for me. She goes, oh, so I looked at the, calendar. Oh. she looks at the calendar and she goes, Tuesday, I'm going to do this Thursday. We could get Orphe if you want to go out. Cause I think it's important. She's been actually very good at impressing upon me that I need to get out and be social. Right. And that of course is what we deem healthy behavior because we have talked not for a while on the pod about the trope, although we have experienced it ourselves of the wife who doesn't let her friend, her husband hang out with his friends or see his friends anymore. Um, yeah. You know, we've talked about it before we had a high school buddy. He got married in his twenties. Wife didn't like us. All right. Rest in peace. All right, peace. I mean, he's alive, but we haven't seen we him. Don't say, do we say his name? We don't say his name. No, nah, well, we already said it, but, uh, you know, we we never saw him again. And, like, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So 
that's the uh, question of why, what did she think of us? A lot of, a lot of women have husbands, boyfriends, et cetera, or, or men who have partners uh, that have friends that are, you know, a little out there, a little crazy, a little whack, wacky. Is there a scenario where they should not let that husband go out and see their friends? Like, is there ever a scenario where it's like, I don't know about this one. I'm going to have to put the kibosh now. I mean, the, the big red flag with our buddy, with our buddy was that his wife banned him from all his friends. So it wasn't right. like, Oh, that's a good sign. It's her. Yeah. It's a pretty good we're sign. Especially pretty, when you're, we're a pretty wide range of, also, like a bunch of nice Jewish boys, like very similar Jewish kids from Long Island. But I do see a scenario. Let me talk this out loud. You're a wife, your your husband's got a bunch of friends, and there's one that's just a real rascal. He's mm -hmm. a real troublemaker. Your husband comes home at four o'clock in the morning, you know, like this guy's got no job. Like, yes. I don't know. Can you put your foot down there? Yes. Yes. And it's on you as the husband. If you want to retain that friendship, you should know better that you're now kind of ruining that friendship in her eyes. What do you mean ruining that friendship in her eyes? Well, I'm saying you're now you're now feeding into that. Like it's not just her like seeing him as the toxic friend. You are feeding into that. And now she has a right to feel that way. And it's on you if you want to maintain that friendship to be like, listen, dude, let's hang out in the afternoon. Let's not get blacked out every single time you and I go out. It's not a good look. Right. I mean, that is assuming that the that the husband agrees with the assessment that this guy's a bad influence. Right, but the proof is in the pudding, right? If you're only hanging out with that person and it only leads to bad decision making, yeah. Also, you should take a look at that friend. Right. I mean, can't wait till my future wife is like, Matt. And That's I go, why. Matt. I go, Matt, we can only hang out in the afternoon. That's what I'm saying. That's why. First, you know, first nine out of 10 times, just <laughs> over by 5 p.m. And then the 10th time, we're going to Columbia, the country, and we're never coming back. <laughs> um, should we take a listener question? Let's do it. Okay. I'm very excited for this one. This is a Matt special. It's a doozy. Requires some nuance. So it's, it's a bit long, but I'm just going to read it. Uh, hi, Matt and Cairo. Love the podcast. And I chant along with you guys at the top of every episode. Thank you. Ooh, Screwed ooh, up the chant this time, but so I have a question if you're asking for a friend segment, and it's a doozy. I love my husband's friends, but lately there's been an issue with one in particular who's one of his best friends. I've known him for many years. I've hung out with him many times. Every once in a while, even it's just the two of us. But he's recently gotten divorced, and I can't help but think in the past few months, he kind of seems to be flirting with me. Mm. He does it both when we've been alone uh, and also right in front of my husband. But I think it's subtle enough that my husband is too dumb to even realize it's happening. You know, pretty funny jab on the husband. Um, I feel like <laughs> kind of going through something right now and I feel uncomfortable about it. But I really don't want to bring it up with my husband who will totally overact or with his friend who I know is in a rough patch and will probably be super offended and just deny it. Cairo and Matt. What do I do? Oh my God. This is a hard one. Well, you never say that. One of the best questions we've gotten. And I feel for everybody involved. First off, like, I don't like that dig on the husband being dumb. 
<laughs> I feel like uh, you're indulging in this flirtation. Mm, okay. Yeah. First of all, I, I would like you to objectively assess your role in this. You know, are you indulging in any of this or not? Um, not that it's on you. Isn't that a little bit like asking for it trope? No, what I'm saying she's that my husband's dumb, blah, blah, blah. Oh, like, okay, well, yeah. like, what is go? What is actually going on here? You know, yeah. like, what is actually happening? Because like, first of all, I happen to think that it's not really a good idea to hang out with alone with a divorced buddy, my my wife and some divorced buddy who's going through some weird shit. But not they, hung out before. they hung out before he was divorced. No, not because I don't trust my wife or whatever, but I just think, you know, there's a reason we set sort of like boundaries in this world, just to not put ourselves in uncomfortable situations, I'll call it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an uncomfortable situation if your wife's out alone at night with just a buddy to begin with to be honest most of us aren't really super comfortable with that if it's just yeah. the two of them most people i'm not comfortable with that most people are not comfortable with that i think we have to like be a little bit honest like a lot of people are like oh you don't trust your spouse or you don't trust your friend i'm like this is why we put these boundaries up so we don't even have to get into these uncomfortable situations right that's that's my first and foremost of like you know what He's going through a divorce. Like that's not really the time for you and him to be spending a lot of alone time. I mean, I think you're also ex- extrapolating. I, they didn't say they were hanging out at night. They didn't say a lot of alone time. I think it was just more of a me and Jess situation where occasionally it, I just see her. Yeah. No, then that's look. And that's fine. But I'm just saying like, if he's now saying some weird things, right. Right. You got to nip that in the bud right away. You know, you know what she does only hang out in the afternoon, the Ritter rule. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, or look, if you're close enough, like I think maybe you could lightheartedly make a jab about it. To who? To whom? To him. You know, is there a way to like diffuse it and like give him an out showing that like not cool? Is that, is that a potential way out of it? I'm just thinking out loud on the fly here. Uh, Cause well, you want to look, you care about this friendship. You, you know, that like, He's in a bad place. Clearly, it sounds like you know he's been in a bad place because he he didn't act like this when he wasn't going through a divorce. Right. And also, we should say, dude, like, don't flirt with your friend's wife. Okay. Would you agree before we sort of get to, to her solution that going to her husband probably once would be her second or third option? Because once you do that, it's it's like World War Three. It can quickly escalate. I don't know. I don't know her husband, you know, if her husband's the kind of guy that can totally sounds like he can't totally handle it. If you just said, Hey, I think he's going through a rough patch. I think he said something inappropriate. Like if Jesse came to me and said that, and you were going through it, it's like, we would be able to handle it, you know, but I know <laughs> some people that would not be able to handle it. Okay. How um, about this? Here's my, here's my pitch. What if she goes to her husband, not with this specific information of like he's flirting mm. with me just hey jimmy it's things are not going well like you need to hang out like don't even say anything about the flirting mm-hmm. does that mm-hmm. just do nothing you're saying just don't hang out with him what no, 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 i'm sorry just say hey matt will you call jimmy or hang out with jimmy like he seems like he's really going through a rough patch not specifying right. anything that happened right just get them to hang out more yeah look right. i generally don't like any um trust issues being built between a couple of like not telling your spouse something that is relevant. Yeah. It's so a little I bit of an omission 
a mission, but yeah, I just don't like, that's just, you know, I just don't think it's healthy for relationships to omit if it's something you think your partner has a right to know. Yeah. So I think if you think he has a right to know, you got to tell him, you know, but it's, it's a questionable one, right? Cause it didn't really rise. It doesn't sound like it rose to the level of something like crazy mm-hmm. that it could be like dealt with, you know, like if you feel like oh, I can deal with this and just nip it, you know, but I just, I don't, I don't like encouraging, Oh, don't tell your husband that this is going on with some other dude that he's friends with. That's just not good. What about the old classic, uh, get the, get the guy a new girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, is that easy? No, but I mean, you know, it's just, is that an that, easy that, fix? Oh, let's just get him a, let's just get him a new wife. You know, get him late. I don't know. Oof, that's a tough, I mean, that's why I said, oof, this is a tough one. That makes me uncomfortable to think about. Yeah. You know, so maybe your first. What? What was my first instinct? Your first instinct was have a conversation with a divorcee, but in a, you know, in a diplomatic, I wouldn't say, hey, Jimmy, you know, you, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the way you're at. I mean, you could, you could just come out with it. Yeah. But. Yeah. You could just be like, listen, dude, not cool. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear talk like that. Not cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess I wish, I wish we had some examples of the actual flirting. I know. I want to hear what he said. Yeah. What was it like? Mm. I mean, cause you know, you say something, you say inappropriate things to all of our wives. <laughs> uh, I say complimentary things. Yeah. In, inappropriately complimentary. I can't remember who got mad at me. I, I don't, it, it wasn't you. But yeah. I saw my buddy and his wife, and I was like to the wife, I'm like, oh, you got a haircut. It looks nice. And she goes to her husband, How, you didn't even notice. Why did Cameron oh. know? Oh. You know, should I not have said anything? Kara's like, you got a breast enlargement, didn't you? <laughs> did you? I didn't know that. You didn't even know. God. <laughs> She's so, like, oh, you're on Botox. <laughs> you're very so, observant. You're very observant. Yeah, I, I, I am very, as we know, very observant. Um, right. so, maybe this guy is being observant. Yeah, maybe you know? he's just a really observant guy. Yeah, maybe he's just giving a compliment too. Maybe, look, there is maybe a just like, all right, just let it slide. Like, what did he say really? You know, was it just a, I gave him, a, I gave you a compliment, you know? Yeah, yeah. Guys, I mean, listen. Look, some guys engage that way a little bit more than others too, you know? It's hard to say, hey, there's a hard and fast rule about what happens if my friend, if my friend who's going through a divorce might be kind of flirting, right? If he's definitely overtly flirting, we got to nip it in the bud. Right. So I think, I think step one, you have a more diplomatic, maybe even joking conversation about, Hey, yeah. not cool, blah, blah, blah. Step two, you have a more explicit conversation with the divorcee. Right. right. And then step three, tell your husband and he got to beat him up. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to, he's got to kill him. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, you've just, you've, you've. When you We've tell your husband, crime. have we just created the plot of like a Hallmark movie? Well, it's kind of like that move, that movie, The Dilemma, but like what meets. Was that? that was like uh, Vince Vaughn sees that Kevin James's girlfriend's cheating on him and has to decide whether to tell him or something. Mm. Not really a total comp, but it's like the dilemma meets like, you know, murder. Well, let's play it out. You be. You be the, the scumbag friend. Okay. What's up, Jimmy? How are you? Well, hey, it's not great, man. I'm divorced. 
Uh, you'll find somebody. Yeah, I don't think so, man. I think I'm. I think I don't think. I think this is it for me. Well, I'm supposed to be the girl that you're flirting with. So when are you gonna lay it off? <laughs> I thought you were the husband. <laughs> no, I'm the wife. <laughs> were you like why is he not flirting with me like is this yeah, like flirting? I, was insulted. I was insulted that you weren't flirting with me you're divorced oh okay so i would say uh i'd say uh yeah it's not going great but like man you know you and you and barry that you got it you know barry's got it real good he's really you'll find it. somebody you'll find somebody i know but barry's just a lucky guy you know he's a lucky lucky guy there's somebody out there for everybody you'll be great you'll be great you look great, by the way. Soul Cycle this morning, or all right, take it easy. You know, what? save it for save it for your next. <laughs> How's that? That was good, right? Isn't that what we want for for our audience? Isn't that the answer? Oh my God, you playing a wife? To, I mean, that's the best role play. Save it know. for save it for the save it for the night for the escort you're going to hire tonight. How about that? Oh my God! All right, well, I think we answered this as best as we humanly could. Um, as always, did we come up with a solution? Yeah. I say, number one, have a diplomatic conversation with a divorcee. Number two, have an explicit conversation with a divorcee. Number three, talk to your husband. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like it. And don't do that. If you're the divorcee guy, don't do that. Don't do yeah, that. Don't, don't, do that. don't flirt with friends, wives. It's not a good, it's not a good road to go down. Just be a normal person. And by the way, I'm going to put this on, I'm going to, I'm going to put this on me. This is my fault. I never introduced the segment. That's always my job. Guys, this was asking for a friend. Mm -hmm. This is our advice uh, column. If you have a friendship question or an ethical dilemma, send it to us on Instagram, Man of the Year podcast, and we will answer it on the show. Uh, so, Matt, is there anything else you wanted to talk about as far as why, uh, advice to the wags and the habs before we... End. Yeah, I had one last one. You know, I was just thinking about concrete advice. Um, maybe there's a simple fix of just straight up celebrating your husband, like, you know, throwing him a party for something that's outside of the birthday thing, just giving another thing on the calendar to get together with his friends. Like, other than just going like, hey, you guys should get together for a sporting event that feels random. Maybe there's something you could put that is a little more concrete when like there's something to celebrate. Maybe, I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I like that, that a lot. Be? Well, because in the previous example, you're just saying, Hey Matt, you and Bob should go get a steakhouse. I made your reservation. It's a little contrived here. You're saying, Hey Bob, it's your birthday. I invited 10 people. We're having a party. It's more natural. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm but glad you but you're asking how can you do it besides a birthday? Well, I think birthday is a good one, but if there was others, like, you know, anytime, if you got promoted, like, boom, let's call the friends and let's get. Well, I together. think it's holidays. We're having a July holidays. 4th barbecue. Right. Holidays, right. There's enough holidays floating around, right? Yeah. I mean, you just got to, uh, you know, you got, you got to know his friends and invite them. But like, yeah. I think, I think that's great. One thing you could do too, this was my last one. Um remind your partner of the value his friends bring to his life express gratitude yourself for those connections that could reinforce their importance to him like hey matt it's really great you and what you and barry have yeah i think if it's said out loud 
it kind of spurs on those feelings like, I sh oh, shit, I owe him a call. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, okay, so what did we learn today? I learned that, Matt, you are a stone cold, unrepentant sociopath who puts empty eggs in the carton, has been doing it for years, and will continue, and I'm questioning everything. I'm not sure anybody listened to anything else after that because they were probably in shock, right? Do you think they even heard the episode after that? Probably not. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, look, I think we learned that, first off, maybe you're a listener and you didn't, maybe you're you're a female listener and you didn't know you were, you were in, not in the minority on this. We got a ton of female listeners and partners of men who were like, I need help. He needs help. We need your help collectively. What can I do? So you could have a role to play. I think that's the big, what did we learn today is you can play a role if you want to. We're not putting this on you. This isn't us saying, oh, well, the wives need to step up. We're just saying, hey, from our experience, what we've learned doing this pod is if you do it, you're just making it a little easier to get to the result, which is everybody's feeling a little more content, a little less lonely, and you're happier and your relationship's better. I love that. I love that. Um, we I have a great shout, a shout that you're going to appreciate, Matt. Uh, I want to shout out one of our fans, Eric in Philadelphia. That's Eric with a K. Eric has bought so much merch that there's just people in Philadelphia running around with our, with our hoodies, with our t-shirts. He's the man. Oh, well then I want to give a shout out to Sam who is wearing our merch in Philly too. And uh, Jen who claimed that she was going to buy some merch this week and she's in Philly. So hopefully they run into each other. I was going to say, you think Eric is, you know, is related to this circle? No. And maybe they end up like, dating or something because of the merch. I mean, I would love that. We should be uh, more than friends. Yeah. Oh, we should, we gotta make, we gotta add that to the, to the registry. And by the way, if you want to get our merch, you go to man of and check it out. Great show, Matt. Love you. And guys, remember, be good to yourself. Be good to your friends. Love you, buddy. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.